This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, this is Jason Cabinets, your host for the Cabinets HR Podcast, and welcome to Episode 2. Our guest today is Jackson Kellum. Jackson, are you ready to be great today? So ready, man. Thanks for having me. That's good to hear. Jackson is agency, J-Cal Digital, teaches entrepreneurs about sustainable rate of revenue growth. After being told he'd never get into business school and overwhelmed by the idea of loans, he dropped out of college and since has been involved and launched several successful startups. Jackson's favorite venture is the PassionPro.org and involves teaching others how to find and pursue their passions. Many of his passion followers are entrepreneurs, but also range from musicians to stay-at-home parents. On the flip side, Jackson is not a fan of corporate-sized entities or bureaucracy. He enjoys starting things, mass expansions, rewriting history, family-oriented projects, and international development. His greatest passion is being a dad. He's moving his little family of five to Costa Rica next May. Jackson is honored to work with amazing CEOs and executive teams. If it's a legacy opportunity, it's hard to keep Jackson from joining the cause. Jackson, thank you very much for joining us today. Honored to be here, Jason. I appreciate it. So what are some things you're working on right now, Jackson? Well, you mentioned passionpro.org. That's a big one right now. That's uh, Ultimately, it's the foundation of my brand. And as we launch it, the goal is to help people, um, help entrepreneurs find balance in their pursuits. Not forget the important things in life and regret it 20, 30 years later. On the flip side, people who are, uh, not to overuse that term, but people who are just looking for purpose and fulfillment, the goal is to help them develop, figure out what their passion is um, and how to develop that and how to leverage what they learn about it and why that's their passion to drive them forward to find purpose, build a legacy and find a community that they fit well in. Jackson, this is an interesting point. There's a lot of talking about, you know, the work, work-life balance. You know, some people say, you know, you got to take time to do things. Other people say, you know, work where you can. What's, what's your philosophy on that? What do you tell people? It's a great question, man. The, uh, you know, a, a great friend of mine, a great mentor, Jake Larson of videopower.org. Jake, he used this analogy of the plate spinners at the circus. And how, you know, when these plate spinners, they, they spin these plates, they get them going and they kind of leave them alone. Sometimes we think we need to be equal in all areas of life. But in reality, their focus is on the plates that are simply starting to shake a little bit before they fall. And so you might have to spend more time with your family right now if you've got a teenager, you know, than you do when they're young. Or maybe they're at the nursing stage and so you're up all night, um, you know, you know feeding the milk. So there's, in the business world, sometimes the market crashes or things change and you got to spend more time there too. So um, to me, balance is uh, associated with what's the, what's the understanding your priorities. Yes, that's, that's very good to know. And of course, I don't think a lot of people, they do have problems with that. They don't prioritize correctly. It's tough. Yeah, it's a, it's a discipline for sure. A learned, uh, a learned skill, learned and easy to develop if you're consistent and you work hard. So Jackson, tell us about a time you were successful and what you learned from this and what we can learn from your success. Great question. You know, I, I'll go to uh, the startups that I've had. In fact, this is something that can apply to people who are hiring. It can apply to people who are applying for jobs and considering the work environment they want to be in. And then uh, for, for any type of uh, relationship as well. I've had the privilege of running six startups now, and all six of them have reached this sustainability point. And that's very rare. I remember reading an article a long time ago on Forbes, and the writer said, Launch, you have more, the odds are in your favor 
more in your favor to win the lottery than they are to succeed with your startup. Oh, and it's, it's the odds are more in favor to, to win twice. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh my gosh. And this was by the time my second startup was going. And I remember thinking that I got to, I got to find a way to beat the odds for one and, you know, not fit into the numbers. So uh, after five, uh, six now successful startups, the key for me, there's a, there's a couple of keys. Number one, my co-founders were always people who had five to 10 plus years of experience in their industry. So restaurant software I launched, the head coder was an executive chef for 15 years before doing any coding. And that experience in the kitchen and knowing behind the scenes what the real pains of that industry were paramount to us understanding what restaurants actually needed. Rather than taking a bunch of young tech coders who have no real world experience and expecting them to understand the problems the restaurant had. So that's that's one aspect. But the even bigger aspect than that is finding people with character. And that's not easy to do. It takes some discipline as well to figure out over time, uh, what are your own virtues? Um, having the humility to dive into yourself, personal changes, and then you know, just having a heart for being vulnerable with people, recognizing what sacrifices they make for others, uh, being, being willing to ask people to make sacrifices. It's interesting to see how people respond. If you find people that have character, that's something you can't teach. So you need, you need that in, in, in a business partner and an employee for them to be autonomous, for them to take control, for them to feel purposeful. So those two aspects are really, really big for me. And I, and I would consider carving out both of those a big driver of any success I've had beyond just the success of companies. Jack, so when you're dealing with startups, is there a certain point where you, when you know it might be, they might be successful? What, 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 how do you figure that out? How do you know that? I mean, I know it's a guess, you know, all that kind of stuff. But is there certain, sometimes that happens, they say, okay, this team might actually make it. Great question. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of selflessness. I'm not perfect. I, got, I have my selfish tendencies and I, I know some of them and, and my wife could probably <laughs> shed some light on those too. But the, the truth is I give a lot of free time away, especially to startups, to businesses I want to work with. So I say give free time away. I'm talking, I'll, I'll have five, six, seven, eight, nine meetings with a company before I even charge them anything. Usually by meeting one or two, they ask how much my rate is and we'll have some type of conversation along those regards. But I explained that my rate's not important because I, I don't know what you need yet. Yeah, exactly. Depending on your strengths and weaknesses, if you don't have any skills with copy, you don't have any skills with sell, you don't have any skills with support and you've just got a valuable product, I get a whole lot of things that I have to do to help your project succeed. Um, so I like to give away really as much time as I can so that I can also gauge how they respond. And I'll do a couple different things in that process. One, I'll test their character. You know, and this is, a, this is not that hard to do. I just push them harder than they want to be pushed and to see how they respond. So I'll, I'll send them a ton of homework. And if I get back to them the next week and they haven't done anything with that homework and they make a lot of excuses, you know, we, we, we wait and we see what happens next. And then when I follow up and I hold them accountable after dropping the ball a couple of times, I want to see how they respond to the constructive criticism. Do they get defensive, you know, and fall apart? Or do they let me build them to become the best person they possibly can be? But I, I don't feel like I can do that with somebody once a, a contract has started and, you know, you, you, you have different expectations. You start to hide from the truth because you don't want to lose the position or lose favor. I'd rather have a genuine relationship going into everything. Know who it is that you're ultimately getting married to, um, you know, investing your time and, and energy with than uh, going blind, signing a legal agreement that, 
you know, holds standards and terms and conditions I don't necessarily want to agree with. I'd rather find all that out early on. Um, and that's how I spent a lot of time on the project before I actually decide if I want to be involved in it or not. I really like that approach a whole lot. So moving on, now tell us about a time that you, you failed in the past, what you learned from this failure and what we can learn from that. Sure. I would say the the one thing I've learned from and continue to learn from is uh, I had a hard time early on in my career managing how much I rocked the boat. So the uh, as I mentioned, I push people past their limits. And I'm the first to tell you, I want people to do the same to me. I have, I have huge ambitions and goals. Uh, I love when people give me critiques and feedback and want to help me improve. Um, and I even if it's shared in a negative way, um, I try to find the positive in it and see, you know what, maybe, maybe if I if I adjusted or I found a way to relate to this person, I could relate to more people like that. But when you when I push people when I pushed people early on in my career, I had I had a lack of empathy, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I had a tendency to just say, you know what, you know, you can either do it or don't, yeah. and uh, you know, or go away. And that that type of approach just wasn't wasn't very helpful. It wasn't a good leadership skill. You know, I think being raised in a family that taught me to develop my skills and talents left me realizing that not everybody wants to develop their skills and talents yet. So you have to help them be patient and help them develop the idea that, hey, you you are a talented person. You do have gifts to pursue. Um, And once you're able to inspire people to move themselves forward, you know, you become a much more effective leader. Yeah, that's that's one thing I need to work on too. Like, like if I do 10 things, I do nine things great. When I so well, I, you know, destroy myself with things I didn't do great. So that's one thing I have to work on myself. I'm, I mean, make a conscious effort to work on that. I love it. And Jason, I'll, I'll, I, I would say yes, absolutely. You put this podcast together. You sent me great forms. So many people hesitate, you know, wait to move forward without that. Or, you know, maybe somebody someday says, Jason, I would never want to be on your podcast. Why would you ask me, you know, so early? Or why would you wear yeah, a red yeah. shirt to that, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. to that podcast? Or, <laughs> you know, people are critical. And it's real. It's tough. It's very hard on the heart. But learning to just recognize that, you know, people who are being critical, they're either coming from a position of love that they love you, or maybe they maybe they just they they're not they're not connecting with something. They've got some type of personal thing that's holding them back and not helping them see the vision of greatness. Um, but you can't forget that you are great, and if you're moving forward trying to help the world, then you know you you should be holding your head high every day. Yes, thank you very much. On a daily basis, how do you have to add value and solve problems? Yeah, like give me context on this one. So let's talk about the audience we're uh, we're meeting with. Who, who's listening? Who do you think's listening to this? And uh, then I'll give them some uh, some background on that. So right now I have a fellow entrepreneur. He's listening. A guy he names he names True. He's uh, his business is he's uh, building uh, dog boxes where, where dogs that stay in apartments all day long can use the bathroom in, in their, to relieve themselves. Have a Zach Sutton on the line. Have a Letizia Warren. She's a parole officer. Have a Trayvon Webster on the line. He's, um, he's getting his doctorate in, uh, in education. So a pretty good mix of people right now. But the audience is, uh, is going to be small business Great. owners, founders, people in tech and HR, that kind of space. Awesome. Well, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome in. Uh, let's see here. The, the best place to start, again, I'll go back to passionpro.org and the mission of that. So I heard one time... Well, I've heard it a lot of times, but it stuck with me the first time I heard it. And that's your why should make you cry. And I love that statement. And I, I had a why buried deep within me that I didn't know about. I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know how to let it emotionally move me every day. And going, studying it out, figuring out what that why is and coming up with that emotion 
will allow you to stay true to the purpose that you have. A lot of things distract us. Netflix distracts us. Emotions come in. We see a good looking movie or a, you know, a hero we want to watch like Spider-Man coming out for the 23rd time. And we can let that distract us. But if we keep our whys close enough to our heart, we'll realize that there are so many other things that we might want to be doing with our time instead that can be just as fulfilling or more fulfilling than the in the moment uh, wow or in the moment emotion. So the why the passionpro.org course starts with an assessment that says, are you ready to pursue your passions? And it's a personal assessment you take. You go through, you answer your strengths and weaknesses. You answer what you feel your passions are. And then the course that's coming out with it is completely free as well. It's in beta right now. I'm uh, just tweaking the end of it and should have it launched by the end of this month. Again, completely free. And when it'll take you through a series of how to develop that why and why you need a why in regard to your passions, in regard to the community that you serve, and in regard to your legacy, how to develop what you want your legacy to be. So I don't care what you do, parole officer or, you know, Navy or, you know, if you're a janitor, those things, those are the three areas that you really need to, to focus in on in order to feel fulfillment and purpose in your life. And you're so correct about distraction. There's so many distractions everywhere, you know, from just your family life, you know, even maybe on the, on the computer, you know, you click on Facebook and then you click on YouTube before you know it, it's like two hours later and it just happens in an instant. So yeah, you really yeah. So Jackson, next I'd like for you to talk about somebody who's helped you in the past and how they helped you. I go to my mom on that, um, <laughs> right? I, I go to uh, a lot of people. All you know, I'm going to go to Gabriel from this morning, actually. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, he, this is a stranger I met on in a Facebook group on marketing, and he offered to uh, help people understand something called chatbots that are brand new in Facebook marketing. It's, it's going to be the next revolution that really has a chance to replace email marketing. You'll see just as many chatbot marketers in within the next few years as email marketers. So really cool thing. But he took his time, he took his free time out of his day over an hour to talk with me about how it works and screencast and show me the systems and show me how it worked on the mobile device as well. And that's to me, if you can't learn from everybody that you're interacting with, you have a pride issue you know, that you got yes. to overcome for your own yes. benefit. Um, yeah. One time, exactly. my uh, <laughs> I was in a I was in a grocery store, and again, I'm that guy who kind of pushes people a little <laughs> too hard. But this lady in front of me was like scolding her kid and like getting so mad at him for just you know he's just looking at candy, he wasn't doing anything bad, and you know and I, you know I just I just said he's just trying to you know he's trying to have a little fun. Let me help him out. And anyway, yeah. she got a little bit mad at me. <laughs> she felt like it wasn't my place to correct her. Well told my sisters a story and they were pissed. Uh, they were so, they were like, what are you doing? Like, that's not your child. You know, let her do her thing. How can you get on her? And anyway, so I had the conversation with my wife after that. And I was like, why, why do they think I'm so out of line with that? She said, well, Jackson, what would you do if somebody did that about, you know, with your kids? They said you were handling it wrong. And I looked at her and I said, Tasha, well, what would I do? Let's say, let's say some hobo on the street said I was a bad parent. What would I do? And she thought about it and she goes, you'd listen. I said, you're right, I'd listen. Because I don't know that I don't know everything about parenting. I'm just trying to figure it out like every, anybody else. And maybe that person under that bridge regrets some parenting mistakes that he made, or maybe he's the best parent in the world and we're judging him by the looks that he has. I am always open to figuring out how can I be the best parent that I can be. So uh, who influences me? Honestly, every single person I interact with, I know I can learn from their strengths and their weaknesses and uh, pull the best out of it to shape who I am. Jackson, that's a great outlook to have. With more people, I would look like that. I'm a firm believer that no matter how good you are, 
just be open to the possibility that maybe, just maybe, there's a better way to do it, you know, just be open to it. And unfortunately, these days, most people aren't, unfortunately. Jackson, um, tell us something about you that pe- most people don't know, like your family knows, close friends know, but something that people are like, Jackson does this, I had no clue. Sure. So I've got, I've got 15 half and step brothers and sisters. Wow. <laughs> so, yep. It's a, it's an interesting thing. I'm a, I'm an only child. Technically my sisters would kill me if I said that, but between my mom and my dad, I'm an only child, but I was raised, my dad left when I was four, but I was raised with my mom and my five older sisters. Um, and then I've stepped brothers and sisters everywhere else throughout the country, pretty much uh, a couple of half brothers in Montana. I love them all. Uh, they all mean a lot to me, but yeah, that's a, that's a big one and a whole Pandora's box, um, behind that, but it, it shapes you when you have that many influences in your yeah, that's, life. That's an interesting backstory. I'm a firm believer. Everyone has a unique story that needs to be told the world. So Jackson, I understand you have something for our listeners today. Yeah, absolutely. So the, I mean, passionpro.org, as I mentioned, uh, there's a, you can opt into the free registration. That course won't be free forever, guys. Um, I don't want to put any lame false scarcity on that. It's not like it's going to change tomorrow. But the neat thing about being involved early is you will have the chance to shape where that course goes and what materials come next that you need. So the next level of that will be balanced entrepreneurship. And the balanced entrepreneurship ending segment is called build your converting offer. This is an area where businesses struggle the most. Most businesses, they, uh, treat their, they treat their webs like a business card. And uh, they, just, they just throw something out, kind of represent who they are and get their contact info out. But that's not going to get you any business online. Uh, it's just not. It might help you in your personal day-to-day relationships. But you have to treat people online as though they're valuable human beings in order to get them to interact, buy from you online, or to request your services online. I see people on Facebook constantly promoting discounts and saying, bye, 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 or, you know, hey, I'm part of this new network marketing thing, you know, get your lip gloss from me and, you know, whatever else you're trying to sell. People don't like it. We don't, none of us like it. We all feel gross when those types of uh, information comes out. Imagine walking up to people and doing the same thing, shaking hands and for those uh, office, uh, the office people, you know, yes. hey, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Hey, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Uh, we don't do that. Um, you know, we interact and provide value. Online, it's very important and it's very different. You can't just say free consultation. You can't just throw out a coupon. You need to bring value. You need to show people that you care and write content that matters. Stop pushing out terrible SEO content and believing that SEO is going to be the gold mine. Look at the, the 10 businesses around you. All of them are invested in SEO and most of them are going to fail within the next five years. So is it really the key to success? No, it's not. Um, you've got to find how to build a converting offer online. And I'm, I'm happy to help show people that and work with people on it and uh, teach people how to, you know, how to find and scale their business online. So That's great, Jackson. Jackson, can you give us some of your social media platforms so people reach out to you? Yeah, Facebook is my prominent favorite um, by far. Uh, in fact, I've got a couple of Facebook groups on there. If you're in San Antonio, uh, I launched a group called San Antonio Business Professionals Unite. And then as far as Passion Pros go, I've got a uh, uh, Passion Pro. I've got a Facebook group called Passion Pros. Uh, it's free Facebook community to join uh, every day. We're posting in there. I want you to post in there as well. People who, uh, whatever the passion is, if it's skiing, if it's time with family, if book reading, feel free to share and inspire others in their course to follow their passions. And then, uh, yeah, there's other groups on there. So feel free to connect to me, either medium, send me a personal message on Facebook, whatever. But yeah, I stay pretty active on most social platforms, uh, LinkedIn. Thanks, Jackson. And for our listeners, I'll put all the links to everything Jackson talked about on the show notes. And the show notes will be on my website, www.cabinetshr.com. So I'll make sure we send the links to everybody. Jackson, awesome. before we get out of here, any last 
thing, words of advice or knowledge you want to pass on to the listeners? Well, I'll, I'll uh, put you on the spot, Jason. Jason, uh, what's your why? Why do you do what you do, man? My why, because I want to, I mean, I love HR. I love what I'm doing. I want to make it easier for small business owners to be successful. There's so many distractors out there. So many things get in the way. I want to take some of that distraction away from them. Let's talk about that. Why? Why do, why do you care about the HR and the business owners? What makes you really care about them? Well, I, I care about HR because it, to me, it gets down to taking care of, in, in HR, there's customers, your employees, their executives, your fellow business partners, and then there's them. Um, and as, to me, at HR, you got to take care of all of them. Now, can you take care of all the same priority? No. Sometimes you got to, you know, take care of your employee. Sometimes the customer. Sometimes, you know, your boss. So you got to have a, I call it the five-legged stool. And then you have the compliance issue you have to deal with, you know. There's all this mm-hmm. compliance that most people don't know about. Like, for example, I'm in the Seattle area with a lot of startups. They have, you know, I call over the place. Well, there's actually a code in Seattle that says that's illegal. And then I know that, you know, so all these different kind of laws you got to make sure you know about. And mainly I just like helping people. I get, you know, like you said, I get joy out of helping people. And that's a big thing for me. Awesome, man. So I'm going to push you one step further. I'm going to okay. take, take a breath and I'm going <laughs> to, I want to hear you talk about why you care. Like, what is it that, like, what is it that made you care about these business owners that you don't know? Um, you know, that you shouldn't technically have a relationship with. Some people think, you know, like these, some of these are strangers. Some of them are close for sure. And it's easy to help those are close, but why do you care, man? I think it's just internal. I mean, I think it's just part of me being, I think it's the person I am. I'm I'm just a helpful person. You know, I, I'm the type of person I would walk across Texas to give you my last dollar. Even if I know you don't need it, that's the type of person I am. And I get satisfaction from, you know, I just, I've never been a taker, so to speak. I've always been a giver, at least in my opinion. That's awesome, man. And that's, uh, that's, I'm really glad that we talked about that. I'd love to hear you uh, come up with further, maybe do a Facebook Live someday as you figure out what it is that started that. You know, was it something that your mom did uh, when you were younger? Was it some experience for somebody to get back to you? I'd love to hear the story where that originates from someday. So I challenge you to take that upon yourself. Look into that and figure out what is it. And it could be a series of events. I, I call it building blocks of faith, if you will. So building blocks of the why, right? You got to figure out where that, where that comes from. Cause I think Jason, I really, I really see it and your efforts and connecting with me as well. I know that you got a big heart and I'm Thanks. always curious. What is it that drove that? Because if we can figure out a pattern and what types of experiences drive that for people, then we can help youth today start having those experiences early on, yeah, uh, early on in their lives. So that's a great uh, question. Yeah, man. Think about it. Ponder it. I need, some, you just, I need you to do a deep dive on that. Definitely. I'll take the assessment. <laughs> there you go. You can <laughs> yes. jump in there as well. Well, Jackson, thank you very much for being on our show. Really appreciate it. I know listeners getting a lot of value. To our listeners, thank you for your time. I know I really, I really appreciate it. I know you have to do a, a lot of things you to do, but you spent your time with us. And don't forget to be great every day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cadmus HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CadmusHR.com or connect to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Cadmus HR or Jason Cadmus HR on Snapchat. Thanks again, and be great every day.